Section three of Old Mother West Wind. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Laurie Ann Walden. Old Mother West Wind by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter six. Reddy Fox goes fishing. One morning, when Mr. Sun was very, very bright, and it was very, very warm, down on the green meadows Reddy Fox came hopping and skipping down the lone little path that leads to the Laughing Brook. Hoppity-skip, skippity-hop. Reddy felt very much pleased with himself that sunny morning. Pretty soon he saw Johnny Chuck sitting up very straight, close by the little house where he lives. "'Johnny Chuck, Chuck, Chuck! Johnny Chuck, Chuck, Chuck! Johnny Woodchuck!' called Reddy Fox. Johnny Chuck pretended not to hear. His mother had told him not to play with Reddy Fox, for Reddy Fox was a bad boy. "'Johnny Chuck, Chuck, Chuck! Johnny Woodchuck!' called Reddy again. This time Johnny turned and looked. He could see Reddy Fox turning somersaults and chasing his tail and rolling over and over in the little path. "'Come on,' said Reddy Fox. "'Let's go fishing.' "'Can't,' said Johnny Chuck because, you know, his mother had told him not to play with Reddy Fox. "'I'll show you how to catch a fish,' said Reddy Fox, and tried to jump over his own shadow. "'Can't,' said good little Johnny Chuck again, and turned away so that he couldn't see Reddy Fox chasing butterflies and playing catch with field mice children. So Reddy Fox went down to the Laughing Brook all alone. The brook was laughing and singing on its way to join the big river. The sky was blue and the sun was bright. Reddy Fox jumped on the big rock in the middle of the Laughing Brook and peeped over the other side. What do you think he saw? Why, right down below in a dear little pool were Mr. and Mrs. Trout and all the little trouts. Reddy Fox wanted some of those little trouts to take home for his dinner, but he didn't know how to catch them. He lay flat down on the big rock and reached way down into the dear little pool, but all the little trouts laughed at Reddy Fox, and not one came within reach. Then Mr. Trout swam up so quickly that Reddy Fox didn't see him coming, and bit Reddy's little black paw hard. "'Ouch!' cried Reddy Fox, pulling his little black paw out of the water, and all the little trouts laughed at Reddy Fox. Just then along came Billy Mink. "'Hello, Reddy Fox,' said Billy Mink. "'What are you doing here?' "'I'm trying to catch a fish,' said Reddy Fox. "'Pooh, that's easy,' said Billy Mink. I'll show you how. So Billy Mink lay down on the big rock side of Reddy Fox and peeped over into the dear little pool where all the little trouts were laughing at Reddy Fox and having such a good time. But Billy Mink took care, such very great care, that Mr. Trout and Mrs. Trout should not see him peeping over into the dear little pool. When Billy Mink saw all those little trouts playing in the dear little pool, he laughed. You count three, Reddy Fox, said he and I'll show you how to catch a fish. One, said Reddy Fox. Two, three. Splash! Billy Mink had dived head first into the dear little pool. He spattered water way up onto Reddy Fox, and he frightened old Mr. Frog so that he fell over backwards off the lily pad where he was taking a morning nap right into the water. In a minute, Billy Mink climbed out on the other side of the dear little pool, and sure enough, he had caught one of the little trouts. "'Give it to me,' cried Reddy Fox. "'Catch one yourself,' said Billy Mink. "'Old Grandpa Mink wants a fish for his dinner, "'so I'm going to take this home. 
You're afraid, Reddy Fox. Fraid cat, fraid cat. Billy Mink shook the water off of his little brown coat, picked up the little trout, and ran off home. Reddy Fox lay down again on the big rock and peeped into the dear little pool. Not a single trout could he see. They were all hiding safely with Mr. and Mrs. Trout. Reddy Fox watched and watched. The sun was warm, the laughing brook was singing a lullaby, and what do you think? Why, Reddy Fox went fast asleep on the edge of the great big rock. By and by Reddy Fox began to dream. He dreamed that he had a nice little brown coat that was waterproof, just like the little brown coat that Billy Mink wore. Yes, and he dreamed that he had learned to swim and to catch fish just as Billy Mink did. He dreamed that the dear little pool was full of little trouts, and that he was just going to catch one when, splash, Reddy Fox had rolled right off of the big rock into the dear little pool. The water went into the eyes of Reddy Fox, and it went up his nose, and he swallowed so much that he felt as if he never, never would want another drink of water. And his beautiful red coat, which old Mother Fox had told him to be very, very careful of, because he couldn't have another for a whole year, was, oh, so wet, and his pants were wet, and his beautiful bushy tail, of which he was so proud, was so full of water that he couldn't hold it up, but had to drag it up the bank after him as he crawled out of the dear little pool. "'Ha, ha, ha!' laughed Mr. Kingfisher, sitting on a tree. "'Ho, ho, ho!' laughed old Mr. Frog, who had climbed back on his lily-pad. "'He, he, he!' laughed all the little trouts, and Mr. Trout, and Mrs. Trout, swimming round and round in the dear little pool." Ha, 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 ho, 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 he, 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 laughed Billy Mink, who had come back to the big rock just in time to see Reddy Fox tumble in. Reddy Fox didn't say a word he was so ashamed. He just crept up the lone little path to his home, dragging his tail, all wet and muddy, behind him, and dripping water all the way. Johnny Chuck was still sitting by his door, as his mother had told him to. Reddy Fox tried to go past without being seen, but Johnny Chuck's bright little eyes saw him. "'Where are your fish, Reddy Fox?' called Johnny Chuck. "'Why don't you turn somersaults and jump over your shadow and chase butterflies and play with the little field mice, Reddy Fox?' called Johnny Chuck. But Reddy Fox just walked faster. When he got almost home, he saw old Mother Fox sitting in the doorway with a great big switch across her lap for Mother Fox had told Reddy Fox not to go near the Laughing Brook. And this is all I am going to tell you about how Reddy Fox went fishing. Chapter 7. Jimmy Skunk Looks for Beetles Jimmy Skunk opened his eyes very early one morning and peeped out of his snug little house on the hill. Big, round Mr. Sun, with a very red, smiling face, had just begun to climb up into the sky. Old Mother West Wind was just starting down to the green meadows with her big bag over her shoulder. In that bag Jimmy Skunk knew she carried all her children, the Merry Little Breezes, whom she was taking down to the green meadows to play and frolic all day. "'Good morning, Mother West Wind,' said Jimmy Skunk politely. "'Did you see any beetles as you came down the hill?' Old Mother West Wind said no, she hadn't seen any beetles as she came down the hill." "'Thank you,' said Jimmy Skunk politely. "'I guess I'll have to go look myself, for I'm very, very hungry.' So Jimmy Skunk brushed his handsome black-and-white coat, and washed his face and hands, and started out to try to find some beetles for his breakfast. First he went down to the green meadows, and stopped at Johnny Chuck's house. But Johnny Chuck was still in bed, and fast asleep. 
Then Jimmy Skunk went over to see if Reddy Fox would go with him to help find some beetles for his breakfast. But Reddy Fox had been out very, very late the night before, and was still in bed fast asleep, too. So Jimmy Skunk set out all alone along the crooked little path up the hill to find some beetles for his breakfast. He walked very slowly, for Jimmy Skunk never hurries. He stopped and peeped under every old log to see if there were any beetles. By and by he came to a big piece of bark beside the crooked little path. Jimmy Skunk took hold of the piece of bark with his two little black paws, and pulled and pulled. All of a sudden the big piece of bark turned over so quickly that Jimmy Skunk fell flat on his back. When Jimmy Skunk had rolled over onto his feet again, there sat old Mr. Toad right in the path, and old Mr. Toad was very, very cross indeed. He swelled and he puffed, and he puffed and he swelled till he was twice as big as Jimmy Skunk had ever seen him before. "'Good morning, Mr. Toad,' said Jimmy Skunk. "'Have you seen any beetles?' But Mr. Toad blinked his great, round, goggly eyes, and he said, "'What do you mean, Jimmy Skunk, by pulling the roof off my house?' "'Is that the roof of your house?' asked Jimmy Skunk politely. "'I won't do it again.' Then Jimmy Skunk stepped right over old Mr. Toad, and went on up the crooked little path to look for some beetles. By and by he came to an old stump of a tree, which was hollow, and had the nicest little round hole in one side. Jimmy Skunk took hold of one edge with his two little black paws, and pulled and pulled. All of a sudden the whole side of the old stump tore open, and Jimmy Skunk fell flat on his back. When Jimmy Skunk had rolled over onto his feet again, there was Striped Chipmunk hopping up and down right in the middle of the path. He was so angry. "'Good morning, Striped Chipmunk.' said Jimmy Skunk. Have you seen any beetles? But Striped Chipmunk hopped faster than ever, and he said, What do you mean, Jimmy Skunk, by pulling the side off my house? Is that the side of your house? asked Jimmy Skunk politely. I won't do it again. Then Jimmy Skunk stepped right over Striped Chipmunk, and went on up the crooked little path to look for some beetles. Pretty soon he met Peter Rabbit hopping along down the crooked little path. "'Good morning, Jimmy Skunk. Where are you going so early in the morning?' said Peter Rabbit. "'Good morning, Peter Rabbit. Have you seen any beetles?' asked Jimmy Skunk politely. "'No, I haven't seen any beetles, but I'll help you find some,' said Peter Rabbit. So he turned about and hopped ahead of Jimmy Skunk up the crooked little path. Now, because Peter Rabbit's legs are long and he is always in a hurry, he got to the top of the hill first. When Jimmy Skunk reached the end of the crooked little path on the top of the hill, he found Peter Rabbit sitting up very straight, and looking and looking very hard at a great flat stone. "'What are you looking at, Peter Rabbit?' asked Jimmy Skunk. "'Shh!' said Peter Rabbit. "'I think there are some beetles under that great flat stone where that little black string is sticking out. Now when I count three, you grab that string and pull hard. Perhaps you'll find a beetle at the other end.' So Jimmy Skunk got ready, and Peter Rabbit began to count. One, said Peter. Two, said Peter. Three. Jimmy Skunk grabbed the black string and pulled as hard as ever he could, and out came Mr. Blacksnake. The string Jimmy Skunk had pulled was Mr. Blacksnake's tail, and Mr. Blacksnake was very, very angry indeed. Ha, 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 laughed Peter Rabbit. "'What do you mean, Jimmy Skunk?' said Mr. Blacksnake, "'by pulling my tail. 
"'Was that your tail?' said Jimmy Skunk politely. "'I won't do it again. Have you seen any beetles?' But Mr. Blacksnake hadn't seen any beetles, and he was so cross that Jimmy Skunk went on over the hill to look for some beetles. Peter Rabbit was still laughing and laughing and laughing, and the more he laughed, the angrier grew Mr. Blacksnake, till finally he started after Peter Rabbit to teach him a lesson. Then Peter Rabbit stopped laughing, for Mr. Blacksnake can run very fast. Away went Peter Rabbit down the crooked little path as fast as he could go, and away went Mr. Blacksnake after him. But Jimmy Skunk didn't even look once to see if Mr. Blacksnake had caught Peter Rabbit to teach him a lesson, for Jimmy Skunk had found some beetles and was eating his breakfast. Chapter 8 Billy Mink's Swimming Party Billy Mink was coming down the bank of the Laughing Brook. Billy Mink was feeling very good indeed. He had had a good breakfast, the sun was warm, little white cloud ships were sailing across the blue sky, and their shadows were sailing across the green meadows, the birds were singing, and the bees were humming. Billy Mink felt like singing, too, but Billy Mink's voice was not meant for singing. By and by, Billy Mink came to the smiling pool. Here the laughing brook stopped and rested on its way to join the big river. It stopped its noisy laughing and singing, and just lay smiling and smiling in the warm sunshine. The little flowers on the bank leaned over and nodded to it. The beech tree, which was very old, sometimes dropped a leaf into it. The cattails kept their feet cool in the edge of it. Billy Mink jumped out on the big rock and looked down into the smiling pool. Over on a green lily pad he saw old Grandfather Frog. "'Hello, Grandfather Frog,' said Billy Mink. "'Hello, Billy Mink,' said Grandfather Frog. "'What mischief are you up to this fine sunny morning?' Just then Billy Mink saw a little brown head swimming along one edge of the smiling pool. "'Hello, Jerry Muskrat!' shouted Billy Mink. "'Hello your own self, Billy Mink!' shouted Jerry Muskrat. "'Come in and have a swim. The water's fine!' "'Good,' said Billy Mink. "'We'll have a swimming party.' So Billy Mink called all the merry little breezes of old Mother West Wind, who were playing with the flowers on the bank, and sent them to find little Joe Otter and invite him to come to the swimming party. Pretty soon back came the little breezes, and with them came little Joe Otter. "'Hello, Billy Mink,' said little Joe Otter. "'Here I am.' "'Hello, little Joe Otter,' said Billy Mink. "'Come up here on the big rock and see who can dive the deepest into the smiling pool.' So little Joe Otter and Jerry Muskrat climbed up on the big rock side of Billy Mink, and they all stood side by side in their little brown bathing suits, looking down into the smiling pool. Now when I count three, we'll all dive into the smiling pool together and see who can dive the deepest. One, said Billy Mink. Two, said Billy Mink. Three, said Billy Mink. And when he said three, in they all went head first. My, such a splash as they did make! They upset old Grandfather Frog so that he fell off his lily pad. They frightened Mr. and Mrs. Trout so that they jumped right out of the water. Tiny Tadpole had such a scare that he hid way, way down in the mud with only the tip of his funny little nose sticking out. "'Chug-a-rum,' said old Grandfather Frog, climbing out of his lily pad. "'If I wasn't so old, I would show you how to dive.' "'Come on, Grandfather Frog,' cried Billy Mink. Show us how to dive. And what do you think? 
why old Grandfather Frog actually got so excited that he climbed up on the big rock to show them how to dive. Splash! went Grandfather Frog into the smiling pool. Splash! went Billy Mink right behind him. Splash! Splash! went Little Joe Otter and Jerry Muskrat right at Billy Mink's heels. Hurrah! shouted Mr. Kingfisher, sitting on a branch of the old beech tree. And then, just to show them that he could dive too, splash! He went into the smiling pool. Such a noise as they did make! All the little breezes of old Mother West Wind danced for joy on the bank. Blacky the Crow and Sammy Jay flew over to see what was going on. "'Now let's see who can swim the farthest under water,' cried Billy Mink. So they all stood side by side on one edge of the smiling pool. "'Go!' shouted Mr. Kingfisher, and in they all plunged. Little ripples ran across the smiling pool, and then the water became as smooth and smiling as if nothing had gone into it with the plunge. Now old Grandfather Frog began to realize that he wasn't as young as he used to be, and he couldn't swim as fast as the others, anyway. He began to get short of breath, so he swam up to the top and stuck just the tip of his nose out to get some more air. Sammy Jay's sharp eyes saw him. "'There's Grandfather Frog!' he shouted. So then Grandfather Frog popped his head out and swam over to his green lily pad to rest. Way over behind the big rock, little bubbles in three long rows kept coming up to the top of the smiling pool. They showed just where Billy Mink, Little Joe Otter, and Jerry Muskrat were swimming way down out of sight. It was the air from their lungs making the bubbles. Straight across the smiling pool went the lines of little bubbles, and then, way out on the farther side, two little heads bobbed out of water close together. They were Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter. A moment later, Jerry Muskrat bobbed up beside them. You see, they had swum clear across the smiling pool, and of course they could swim no farther. So Billy Mink's swimming party was a great success. End of section 3